Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And as the name says itself, I love being unapologetic and I love bringing in the guests that are living their truth, who are living their passions and also breaking some old paradigms and some old beliefs. So I'm super excited to having our guest Oshana today here with me and to share some of her beautiful wisdom that for some, can sound untraditional. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. So like I, um, I don't want to even say like I warned you, right? <laughs> but like how I told you right before we start um, recording, I said I love starting my podcast a little bit differently. So the way I love starting my podcast, it's through short guided visual meditation. Would you be open to receive it? Sure. Beautiful. So to start, you can just gently close your eyes and just getting really comfortable in your chair, in your space and starting slow, deep breaths through your nose and out through your mouth, really releasing the all day everything that happened, everything that it's still meant to happen today, and really relaxing into this beautiful present moment, allowing your body to relax, allowing your body to trust, allowing your body to soften. Your shoulders are falling down. Your face is softening. And as you're relaxing into this beautiful present moment, I would love for you to visualize sunny, beautiful, crisp morning and your walk on Costa Rica beach. You're there with your loved ones and your friends and you're having such an amazing time. There is a lot of laughter and movement. And you're feeling so happy to be alive, so happy to be there. And as you're enjoying that morning and feeling the fresh breeze in your hair and the sun kissing your skin, there's a lot of people that are coming to this beach to enjoy this morning too. And one of those people is a beautiful, small, young family 
with two little girls, two little twins who are running around and playing with the sand and playing with the water and picking up the shells. And it brings you so much joy into your heart. And one of those little girls, she runs to you and brings you a little shell, smiles at you and asks you, who are you? What is the one thing you would love her to know about you? Not what do you do, but who you really are. What would be your answer to her? What would you say? Hmm. What a beautiful way to start. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> You're so welcome. Hmm. What do you feel? Very unique. What do you feel would be your words for this little curious girl? What would you tell her? Who am I? Well, it's a big question, isn't it? Who are we? Mm. I would say uh, on a fundamental level, I'm somebody that I really, I love people a lot. I love to take care of people. I love to be a mother. I love to be in community. I love to be a wife. And really to, to take care mm. and to help and to give and to be in a good relationship with people and with the earth. So I would say those are definitely some of my fundamental qualities. That is so beautiful. And, you know, it's, it's so life-giving to see that who you're describing yourself to be, it's how the world really see you, right? Because when I connected with you and when mm -hmm. I saw your, you know, account and your post, like I can really see that love for life. I could see there the love for family, love for nature. So um, it's really beautiful, right? When we can be just fully ourselves and embracing the, um, the gifts of life and embody that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm very curious how did you get on this journey of supporting, celebrating and educating about birth? Because like I said, like when I look at you and when I look at your content, life breathes through you and through your content, which is so beautiful. And I'm wondering, is this something that was passed from generation to generation? Is it something that inspired you later on? Like what inspired you to be helping and educating with the birth? Well, first, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's really a beautiful reflection. Uh, so I have a, I would say, a unique journey. When I was a teenager, I was actually always interested in birth, and I did study with a midwife for a short time. But throughout most of my late teens and 20s, I actually traveled in Central and South America studying with indigenous elders. So I was studying traditional indigenous medicine and healing and learning from some really amazing grandmas and grandpas. And a lot of the grandmothers that I was studying with, a lot of it was focused on women's wisdom and the wisdom of the womb and women rites of passage and many different uh, associated ceremonies and stuff like that. So uh, I always knew that I was very interested to help women with birth and to coach with birth and everything. And uh, all of the work with the grandmothers really led me to having this vision to become a mother. Mm -hmm. So I would say it was really when I became a mother, I had a really powerful home birth. And it was through that experience that I was really able to step into this place that I had been kind of heading towards for a long time, if that makes sense. 
Absolutely. And, and, and I love that, you know, I feel like we're always guided on our journey to like the next step and the next step. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned it right before we start recording is that what I love about you, you have such a, such a way of educating people and a different and empowering, like for women, really, really empowering way to see our bodies, to see the bird, to not see it like something pushed and forced and scary and dark it's it's you're really bringing that hope so I'm wondering like you mentioned Mm -hmm. that you have very powerful home birth what made you choose Mm -hmm. to do the home birth and why was it a powerful experience for you um well I always knew I was going to have a home birth, I have to say. It was never a choice or it was never a question for me, I should say. It's always a choice. Mm -hmm. But I always knew that was what I wanted. My mother actually had a home birth with my younger sister. And I had the blessing to be there to witness it at uh, age seven. So that was really a beautiful and a powerful thing for me. Yeah. Uh, She's also an herbalist and she's a very powerful, beautiful woman in her own right. So I definitely get a lot from her of her, you know, her wisdom and passing on these ways and everything like that. Um, Yeah, for me, home birth was always just what I knew I was going to do. I was raised in a very kind of naturally minded way. And I always grew up believing that birth was just a natural function and a natural process of the body and that midwives were the people that you went to to give birth unless you have a health condition that means you need a hospital so that was Mm. kind of my belief system I grew up with Mm. so for me home birth was just kind of the obvious choice in my situation Mm. that's beautiful because I feel like a lot of women are rising in that too now right going back to the home birth going back to the doulas and midwives because you know, like uh, preparing, you know, to to be mommy myself is reading a lot of books and reading the history and how midwives were pushed away because men stepped in and became the, you know, the OBGYN and, and things like that. And I feel like we were disconnecting from the nature. It's like first they are burning the witches, then they're this discarding mm-hmm. the, the midwives and the doulas and like disconnecting from mm-hmm. the natural way of being. And I feel like we are going back to that, right? So mm-hmm. you said your experience was was really powerful, which is beautiful because it, it gave you, I feel like when we walk through the things, that's when we can really teach them, right? It's it's interesting like when, and, and of course there can be midwives who are not mothers yet, but are very beautifully trained. I understand and honor that. Yes. And I mm-hmm. also feel like when, when you went through that and you know how it really feels inside of the body, um, you can explain it a little differently and there is a little bit bigger relatability and uh, I was really shocked and pleasantly surprised when my doctor um, because she's ND and she's very spiritual you know so it's not like the regular doctor right Um, and uh, she told me about orgasmic birth and I'm like what is that Mm -hmm. I never heard of that so can you share with us like what are some of the old beliefs and what are you choosing to educate women on to bring their power back into their bodies and into their nature? Mm-hmm. Sure. So I would say that basically the belief system that many of us have around birth now comes from the beginning of the 19th century around 
which was like the beginning of the obstetricians. And basically the obstetricians, the first obstetricians created this belief system of birth as pathology, of birth as like almost a disease process, as a condition that needs to be medically managed, which needs to happen in the hospital. And uh, it's interesting if you go in and you can actually read quotes from them and everything, it was very intentional for them to make women believe that birth is excruciatingly painful, that it's very, very challenging, that it's very dangerous, and that it can only happen in a hospital. So that is kind of the belief system that we're all left with now. And this belief is still perpetuated by movies and the media, and it's very widespread. So a lot of my work is really around educating about birth as a normal physiologic process of the body. So it's a process of the body, like breathing, like the beating of our heart, that it happens naturally. Sometimes interventions are needed, but by and large, the majority of the time, if we support the physiologic conditions that help birth to go well, it will go well and it will be an ecstatic and empowering experience. Mm, I love that. You know, I really do love that because I feel like that's what I was raised in, right? It's scary, it's painful. And you know, when we decided to, to, you know, have a family, you know, this year with my husband, I feel like there was a lot of resistance for me because I'm like, I'm scared. And it, you know, it, it wasn't mm -hmm. even like so much about motherhood, even though that's, that's huge. Right. But it was for me, like about the birth and about, like you said, the excruciating pain. And can I really do that? And like, I remember even I, my own mother, when she told me like, you know, like, um, like how much pain she had, you know, and how bad it was for her, mm -hmm. like the pregnancy and with me and with my brother. And she always struggled with, you know, like her um, ovaries and things like that. So there was always like the linked in like kids bring struggle, kids bring pain. Um, you know, she had like, I think 27 mm -hmm. hour birth, you know, so it's, it's just like, um, I feel like there was like embedded guilt and shame in me. Like, you know, I caused so much pain to my mother. I was like unplanned and things like that. So things and stories that I had to work on myself, even though she never said nothing like intentionally, the stories that I heard really affected me. So how is that? And we probably won't be able to like give the whole and everything right in, in like few minutes. But mm -hmm. how is it possible? Yeah. How pregnant women who are expecting now or planning to, you know, um, bring in the baby, how they can uh, like change those beliefs? And what does aesthetic birth means? And how that even happens? Well, first, thank you for sharing about your experience and some of what you've been kind of thinking about and processing from your own birth. I think those things are so powerful, uh, you know, really at any time in our lives, but especially if we're thinking about getting pregnant and having babies ourselves, it's really powerful to work through, you know, those karmic imprints, we can say. Uh, so thank you for sharing about that experience. As far as ecstatic birth, so what I like to say is ecstatic so basically the hormones of birth are naturally ecstatic hormones. So to have an ecstatic birth, really all we need to do is to have the conditions that support the normal processes of birth itself. So basically, um, 
you know, it can happen in a hospital. I would say home or a birth center is typically the best environment because human beings need the same conditions for birth as all other mammals. So what we need is to feel private, to feel safe, and to feel unobserved. So for obvious reasons, home is the best. So like if you think about the conditions that many people need to make love, you know, to be private, to have dim lighting, sensuality, you know, maybe some good fragrances in the air, like really this kind of sensual, private, sacred environment. The hormones of birth are exactly the same as the hormones of sex. So we really need the same environment for birth to unfold optimally and to be an ecstatic experience. You see, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I love about you and your teaching because you are literally rewriting all those like old beliefs and then it makes so much sense and it resonates so much. And we don't think about it, right? Like after you said it, I'm like, that makes sense. Like, I would like to, you know, make love a certain way and giving a birth, it's very you know, beautiful and private and, you know, so you want to have it in a, in the same atmosphere. So that is really, really beautiful. So for the ladies who are listening right now, if we have any ladies who are just now in the first week of their pregnancy, if they're in the first, you know, trimester and they're still like looking for doulas and midwives and they're still, you know, it's, it's such a fascinating time when you're in the first trimester, you know, like when you are like, preparing for the baby but there is still like a little bit of the fear will the baby stay is is this going to be okay you know because with the first trimester you're not meant to say anything to anyone so how do you dance between that like preparing for the birth right educating yourself calling in the perfect doula the midwife learning like for example with you and the beautiful wisdom that you have and also balancing that fear and doubts like is this going to be viable pregnancy? Is my baby going to stay, you know, because miscarriage mm-hmm. también can be a possibility. So yes. how would you say women can balance this dance and what mm-hmm. can add them into keeping the baby inside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, well, fear is a natural part of pregnancy and birth. So when I work with clients, I never tell them they should try to get rid of all their fear. It's just to to see our fears, to recognize them, to work through them, to talk about it. But it's such a huge unknown experience. So there's a lot of surrender involved. And, you know, many times I feel like we can translate our fear to a healthy respect. But what we're stepping into is enormous. So I think, you know, it's always natural that there's some fear. It's just a complete unknown, especially if it's the first baby. But even if you've had five babies, it's still a huge unknown what this new being will bring into your life. So I I think just, you know, recognizing that fear is natural and it's okay for fear to be there and just to kind of find a way to dance with it uh, is wonderful. And I think also really to connect with your baby, to connect with your baby, to talk to them, to connect with your intuition, to really feel them and to recognize that you are the biggest expert on your birth and your baby. Your knowledge of your baby intuitively and just through feeling them inside your body is always going to be greater than any external person, any expert, any test. So I really encourage all the moms I work with 
to deeply connect to their ancestral feminine wisdom and to their intuition and to really connect with their baby themselves. And then from that point, you know, maybe you decide to have a home birth. Maybe you realize that actually you feel like you need to give birth to this baby in the hospital because you intuitively feel like you might need interventions. Mm. Interventions can be life-saving, but I think there's really something so powerful about reclaiming our sovereignty in birth and reclaiming the autonomy of our bodies and our births and recognizing that we are the experts. Mm, that is so beautiful. And, and like I said, deeply, deeply resonating with me. So what are some ways that um, women can connect with their babies? Because I feel like when you're in second and third trimester, it's a little bit easier because you already have the bumpy. Mm-hmm. But what if you just find out? What if you're just in a first trimester? And like I said, you're mm-hmm. dancing between that, like, will the baby stay? How do I connect? And, you know, how can you connect intuitively with that ancient wisdom, as you say, ancestral wisdom, feminine wisdom, and Mm -hmm. your baby, if it's just, you know, few weeks? Mm -hmm. I think just, you know, really uh, being open to it as much as possible, you know, like, amazing wisdom can come in dreams, in visions, you know, maybe walking in the forest, swimming, can be really beautiful to do meditations where we put our hands on our womb, you know, and just really feeling deeply into our body and deeply into ourselves and also doing what we love because there's a magic and, you know, some people are dancers, some people are painters, some people are singers, some people love to go for hikes. So when we connect to what intuitively feeds our spirit, I feel like we're also, we're more in our body and we're more in our intuition. So I think that can also really help doing what we love and just taking moments to sit quietly with ourselves and with our baby and just like allowing the space for that wisdom to come. Mm, so beautiful. I got chill. So one last question for the women who are listening to us right now and they're either pregnant or preparing for pregnancy calling in their spirit babies. What is the one thing you want her to know? I want her to know how powerful she is. We are life givers. Women are life givers. And that is such a power. You know, I I really believe that women are the heart of the nation. We grow the people. We birth the people. We raise the people. Life comes from us. And really reclaiming that power of our womb, reclaiming that feminine ancestral power, that lineage that lives within us. Mm. And really being prepared and being ready to step into that power. Mm. It's beautiful and life-giving. And I wholeheartedly align with that. I truly believe that we're the life-givers. We are the creators here. And it's it's beautiful to recognize it and see our power that might have been taken away for centuries, right? So it's beautiful. Yes. Um, I know I connected with you on Instagram, which is my favorite place, but for women who are listening to us right now, and they deeply resonate with your wisdom and with your energy and would love to learn more from you or see how they can work with you. What is the best place to connect with you? So right now, the best place to connect is Instagram. Uh, All my contact information is there. My Instagram is sacred earth motherhood. My name is Oceana. I have a website which is uh, currently under construction, but that will be up soon as well. 
and I do private coaching, I do groups, and, you know, I do also some in-person uh, doula work as well. So I work with clients both locally in Los Angeles and virtually worldwide. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much for today and also for all the work you're doing. It's truly shifting the old paradigms and bringing happier moms. And when mommy's happy, the kids are happy and the whole world is happier. So thank you so much mm -hmm. for really following and trusting your calling and uh, bringing in so much, you know, hope and joy and love. Thank you so much. As they say, healing birth is healing the earth. Wow. And thank you so much for all of your work as well. I really appreciate you inviting me on here and all the beautiful work you're doing. Mm -hmm.